2: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for Earth Mama, Savannah Leaf, and two of the film's stars, Tia Namor and Erica Alexander.
0: Imagine lowering yourself into the earth, the people around you supporting you.
3: You
4: have a beautiful family. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Trey, is that you? I'm
4: feeling uncomfortable.
1: I'm here for every visit. He doesn't want to go. Your children need stability, and at the moment, we haven't seen enough. What more do you need to see? gotta start speaking
3: up in class welcome everyone to the next best picture podcast where we are talking with the team behind the new film earth mama we have the writer director savannah leaf and stars tia no more and erica alexander ladies thank you so much for joining us
4: thank you for having us.
3: I'm very excited to be talking with all of you today. I wanted to give my first question to Savannah. You made a short documentary with Taylor Russell called The Heart Still Hums about single mothers dealing with the foster care system and adoption systems, very similar to Earth Mama. And I'm wondering what about making that film inspired you to make a fictional narrative feature about a similar subject?
4: Um well i first wrote this kind of fictionalized story which um which was about my relationship to my sister which is also in the documentary short and uh that that first draft of the script was very personal to me um and it was kind of like my imagination of what her birth mother was going through and then and what kind of any parent goes through in that sort of circumstance and then um when I did this documentary short, it kind of enabled me to find um, other stories that might be kind of similar to her birth mother's. And it it expanded the film. It, it gave it up. And I knew I couldn't make a documentary feature because I didn't want to um, be the reason why a mother might not get their children back. I didn't want to follow somebody's whole um, life. And I also enjoyed um, exploring this fictionalized version because in many ways I felt like it could be more truthful. I could say things that weren't, um, were too uncomfortable for people to speak about. And I could also dive into her inner life and her inner world through uh, magical realism at times.
3: It becomes this really beautiful story and it ends up becoming a story not just about our main character Gia but also about the people around her and the Mm. community in which she lives and one of the striking things about the movie is everyone in the ensemble feels like they really know each other it feels like a real community when you were in the casting process were you focusing a lot on the relationship dynamics of the different actors you were looking at
4: yeah definitely I mean One part was we were casting, you know, a a huge portion of the cast, not just um, not just like the lead roles, um, but even like the. Non-speaking roles were from the bay, you know, and they were, you know, the quinceañera girl was from First Fridays, and then her grandmother was from a coffee shop across the street from the hairdresser I went to, you know, like it was a lot of people like that. The nurses were like real nurses at hospitals like these, Um, so I think the community naturally found itself just by way of the casting approach, Um, and then we also did some. Rehearsals of relationships, essentially, between Gia and the people around her. So, for example, with Trina or Dochi, who plays Trina, they went around the mall with their fake pregnant bellies, pretending to be best friends for a day, you know. And then another day, Gia and Gia and Mal, Tia and um, Kita went to IKEA looking for um, a crib, and it was just like exploring that relationship and what that was like. And what is it like to buy these little baby things for this child, um, her her fake child. And I think those little days just set the tone for the film and enabled her to feel comfortable in her relationships and um, vice versa.
3: And for all of you, what was the vibe like on set when you actually got done to filming was it still that sort of communal almost family-like feeling
1: when we finished (laughs) I think so you know even in these premiere runs right now like um, when we saw each other at Sundance it was very much like giving family reunion and like (laughs) you made it you're right all right we're about to go see this for the first time you know we hadn't seen it so I think like We're still very much tightly knit, yeah, for sure.
0: And for sure, people were very tired by then, certainly Savannah (laughs) and um, Tia were. They That's were exhausted. <laughs> uh, I, I I would roll in like Mary Poppins, and uh, you know I didn't get the chance to roll a, run around with a fake belly though. I'd like to do that. Mm. Maybe we'll do part two, Miss Carmen's day. Belly, picking out cribs. That's you know I, I I missed out on the real stuff, but uh, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is very uh, tight knit, and they're really beautiful people that you would want to stay in touch with for the rest of your life if you have the opportunity to.
3: Right. It's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Savannah and Tia, uh, this is a feature film debut for both of you. And I'm wondering if you could each say what the most difficult part of making this movie was. And if there was anything that you found surprisingly easy.
1: Mm-hmm. You go first, big
4: dog. I think well, I, you know, I feel like I've been training for a feature with all the like little commercials and music videos and short films, stuff I've done in the past, like it's like little bursts. And so in in a way, like, you know, setting a tone and um, a feeling is something I had been doing. And so with you know, once I knew I had hired the pieces to the puzzle, that felt easy and knowing that like, okay, I know this team can create the tone, you know, and we could keep pushing but like that was, that was the the surprisingly easy part was that I had been training for this, you know, the tough part was the length of it, like, I, and that's that that's not just um, how tiring it is waking up and going every day and and the emotional weight of that, but that's also like being strong for everybody. And um, thinking about Tia and like uh, bringing on board someone that's like the same, this is the same thing for both of us. This is like our first film that we're doing together. Like I didn't bring like a super experienced actor who could like teach me the ropes. It was like, we were discovering it together. <laughs> um and that was tough like we were both going through the ebbs and flows of like how difficult it was some days and how you know fun and exciting it was other days and like those ebbs and flows for for me um between both of us I think was like really really difficult I mean we figured it out together but uh it's just hard like some days you wake up and you don't want to you don't want to go that day (laughs) because it's like you're tired (laughs) And you just need one more day of sleep, but like, um, we did it, you know, and we, we figured it out together.
1: Right. I want to say, I think the, the surprisingly easy part was showing up and being vulnerable. Like once I learned that it was good to actually be a hot ass mess, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm about to make this my therapy. This is it. Like I'm going to, and you taught me that too, like give it to the scene because we don't have a lot of opportunity to be that present in life and redo it, like give my raw reaction and then give an edited one, or maybe like a more sentimental one, or maybe if I had the time and care to think about what you just said, I could react in this way. You know, um, being able to do that was surprisingly easy. Once I learned that it was okay. The hardest part, I think, man, for me personally, was when I realized that I was like on my own. You know, like, I, it's kind of like when you realize that your your partner can't help you push this baby out of your vessel, right? Like, uh, you literally are the only one that can do it. Because Sam and I were so close in pre-production, we were kind of like, back to back. So once we got into filming, actually, and I was in front of the camera, and she's behind it, I felt like, come back, you know, like, I want my friend here to help me through this, the way that we were kind of like, practicing, and um. There were days where I'd be like, what, what the fuck? Like, are we not friends, you know? But I, I realized that, like, I had to stand on my own. She'd given me everything I needed. And it was my time to kind of, like, do it. That was really hard, really, really hard. It was, like, I'm gulping right now. There's, like, a huge lump in my throat thinking Ooh. about having to show up for myself in that way. And, um, yeah, that shit was hard, B. <laughs> but Ooh. other than that, everything was, was love and support. So I can't say that it was easy, but that it was comfortable and it was, it was comforting to, to do this project and so much closure out of it at the end of it for all of us, I think. Yeah. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall,
4: mysterious...
1: <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers.
3: It's interesting that you, you phrased it the way you did because I think that is a really interesting mirror to Gia's journey throughout the movie is sort of learning to find that within her and trying to be present for all of these these conversations that she's having and really thinking about it it's it's an incredible performance first of all the way that we can see every emotion that is passing through gia's mind on your face it's so like you said it's wonderfully open and vulnerable and when you were in front of the camera when you find yourself there did you find yourself like drawing on the feelings that you were feeling in that moment of oh my god what do i do i have to do this on my own or were you trying to just be truthful to any emotions what, what was your how are you so good in this movie
1: <laughs> i think, that, <laughs> I, think I couldn't help but to be going through all of the things like You know what I'm saying? Like I I I couldn't help it. I couldn't it's not like I could differentiate T and Gia's feelings. They were all so similar and like wanting to get out of my body at that time. Like I had, you know, my daughter was just over a year. So it's like I'm still pumping. I'm still, you know, in between takes, I'm going to like relieve my breasts because they're full of milk. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, there was, there was not a lot of time for me to sort, okay, this is Tia and this is Gia. So you're quite literally seeing both of us on some like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde shit, really. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm really doing this. Oh my God, I have to do this. And I think that Gia, she's always on that time. You know what I mean? Like, how did I even get here? I don't even have time to think about how I got here. What am I doing next? Literally. So you're just seeing both of us Yeah, (laughs) that's it.
3: It's incredible. It's beautiful when that happens, I think. You Mm. have that marriage of actor and character. It's a beautiful thing. Which leads to my next question, which is for Erica. Because so my mother is a social worker. And she worked at a hospital and then in a middle school. And I remember being young in her distress, especially when working with young mothers. This worry and hope and being very wary about things. <clears throat> your portrayal felt instantly recognizable to me as someone who has lived this situation in this community so many times. Was there anyone in your life that you used as inspiration in creating this character of Miss Carmen?
0: Sure. So like your mother was a social worker, my mother was a social worker, and my sister is a mm. social
3: worker. And she works Okay. Worked-
0: Yet. or she worked in Philadelphia in adoptions for a very long time. She's still a social worker, but she got out of that. She, she said she burned, it burned her out. Yeah. Um, she was placing babies in the um, the 90s when many of the mothers were addicted. And it's very hard to find homes for them because Black families weren't used to adoptions. And so she placed a lot of Black babies and uh, city babies within different places and many of them across seas. And so she kept a picture on a wall of hundreds of babies that she had placed. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told us all the stories. And I used to hear her drone on. It was like, why is she so consumed with this? But it's my mother explained to me that, you know, um, it's consuming, Erica. You're dealing with people's lives every day. You're seeing them at their worst, their best. You're hoping for them to, uh, you know, succeed. You don't want to be there as a, interrupting their lives or their choices, but you've got to be. It's your job. It's your job to write these notes and to keep the notes. And you're afraid you're going to miss something. You're afraid you didn't visit all these things that she had to do because my mother was a social worker here in New York City, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So these are like heavy spaces. And yet, my mother, was an adopted uh, person. She has been adopted and uh, orphaned twice, and so she understood what was at stake. Uh, my father was an orphan as well, so all of these experience they had, you know, I got to, I guess, um, experience it through them, through their stories, but also within them, because you're being raised by people who are in the system in some way, or outside the system in some way, or the system failed them. When I say the system, sometimes it's just parenting, you know, that's its own system. So uh, I didn't really think about preparing more than I thought about using um, Tia's word editing, not coming with too many preconditions or results, and just giving myself over to the uh, you know, to the story, Savannah, Tia, everything that they brought. and they would guide me because you know the work was done. just had to be available to it.
3: great. This movie, you know, you filmed on location in the Bay Area and uh, uh, across different areas of the of the Bay Area. and it captured something that I don't think I've ever seen addressed so directly. Before, which is that this area is sort of caught between the forest on one side and the ocean on the other. And then for the Bay Area natives here, how do you feel like this film captured your experience of living in in this area?
4: For me, I just remember growing up and um, it might be something really... um, painful that went on in my life or something I was like coping with. And I would just drive to the bay or I drive up the mountain to a point, um, and, uh, look out. And this was like a time for me to reflect or go introverted or, um, think about this, like, lineage of people that came before me um and hopefully will come after me and so for me this was like uh both tapping into like the bay area and um what the bay area has to offer you know and what what's kind of soothing about the bay area i think a lot about the the trees the redwoods and how they communicate with each other and underground and how they live in communities themselves and so there's like a lot of inspiration that that it's come from. And uh yeah, I think I just think of the the nature in the bay as like soothing and an escape to sometimes the chaos of your everyday, you know.
1: Yeah, the bay is a very like righteous hippie land. And I think people forget that, you know, because there's so much tech boom a guan, but right what's natural about us is that we have a little bit of everything and we retreat often at the end of the day this is California you know and so we have beaches and bridges that's what we do and yeah when you're going through things or you're just talking with your friend you're not really like conscious about where you're going you end up in these cuddy we call them cuddy these cuddy places um, that ends up being your tuck spot like that's your office now like I'm at the spot and it might be like somewhere where you don't get service at all you're in the mountains like but you can see the whole bay area and that's where we just smoke and talk you know um it's quite literally a natural therapy and you can kind of do that with anybody you know um there's been times where i'll go get my hair braided and hit it off with the hairdresser like you have a client after this you want to like smoke and ride you know because it's just so natural um to just reconvene or just to like go to the lake and just hang out Uh, there's there's these beautiful picturesque scenes you know that people I thought about this the other day crossing the bridge with my daughter like crossing the bay bridge I'm like we cross the bay bridge weekly there are people who spend their entire life trying to get to this and um, it's just really really gorgeous and beautiful and we take advantage of that as people from the land as well we take advantage of the lay of the land it is all we have you know So it's important to reflect that, uh, how much the land is there for us and how much energy that holds, you know, especially in the redwoods. It's like, mm-hmm. if you know, you know, mm-hmm. that's like deep. Like if you're in the redwoods, it, yeah. that's a deep conversation, you know, so.
3: Yeah, it's beautiful. We are almost out of time. Thank you so much again for everyone joining us. Um, before we leave, I just wanted to ask everyone one last question, and that is if you could give one message to your mother (laughs) at this moment in time, what would you want to say to her? We can start with Savannah.
4: I would just tell her, thank you. You know, she raised me by herself and um, I'm very grateful for it because she brought a lot of creativity in my life that um, I'm now utilizing today, so. Erica? I would say
0: she could have stopped at four. She didn't need the other two (laughs) that came behind me.
1: (laughs) I accept them. (laughs) And thanks, mom. Thanks. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I would certainly say thank you for getting me here because I'm certainly not supposed to be here. I have my own story, too. But um, I literally tell my mom every time I do something like this, like, I'm doing this for you, you know. Because she was like a hot girl, it just had kids and you know what I mean? Like kind of dumbed it down for us a little bit, but she pours, over pours. So I'm just like, cheers. Thank you. Congrats. You know, all the time.
3: Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you all again. Thank you for the film and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for yeah, having
0: you. me. Nice to you. Me. Take care. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
3: Hey everyone!
2: Thank you so much for listening to Dan Bear's interview with the writer and director for Earth Mama, Savannah Leaf, and two of the film's stars, Tia Namor and Erica Alexander, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Earth Mama will be released in theaters from A24 on July 14.